FA Cup final. A match that might easily not have happened at all. But here we are. It really did so well, as Mason Mount has there to Rob Shaka. Mason Mount! And the first save of the game for Emi Martinez was a smart one. And Pulisic has found him here. Tight angle. He was looking for Giroud. Pulisic! Yeah! 1-0 Chelsea! Brilliant goal! Wonderfully made! All of that front three who've been so good this season. Forcing them to do that. But Bamiang's got goal side here of Aspilicueta. He's got to be very, very careful. Penalty. Oh, it's so close. It's a penalty. And he scores. It's all levelled up. Arsenal won. Chelsea won. Bellerin on the charge. And, uh, Christensen in with a good tackle, but Pepe has found a Bamiyang here. And still a Bamiyang. No! It's 2 1 Arsenal. He's done it again. And having trailed early on, Arsenal lead Chelsea by two goals to one with a quarter of the 2020 Cup final to go. Hello. Hi. Um, welcome to the dugout. Whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, you're hearing this. Um, this is Blaze. Um, this is the first time I'm actually doing this, so if you're nervous, uh, you'll have to forgive me for this. But um, this is where we bring you, I, sorry, actually it's only me, yeah. So this is where I bring you the best of football and uh, generally sports this week, uh, throughout the week uh, entirely. So yeah, what you've just had was the highlight reel for the FA Cup, so I think that's that's the best way to start. Let's start off with Chelsea, and uh, we'll start off with Christian Pulisic. Um, he's been good since like the restart, since since uh, the Premier League came back, and it's not actually uh, it's not a surprise that he was the first one to get on the score sheet in like the fourth minute or something. And it's Arsenal old boy uh, Olivier Giroud who teed him up to actually dink one past uh, Emiliano Martinez, and. Uh, yeah, generally Chelsea started well uh, in the first like 20 minutes they overran the uh, Arsenal midfield. Then after like the the drinks break, what was it? Yeah, after drinks break, like Arsenal completely turned around the game. Mm, Chelsea completely fell off, and uh, it was hard for them to come back. So Chelsea after running riot for like the first 20 minutes, wow, man. Um. Arsenal actually grew back into the game. Like they started winning the midfield battles, aerial balls, everything. Ceballos and Shaka actually got back into the game. And uh, Arsenal thought they had scored through Nicolas Pepe, the crown jewel of Ivory Coast, um, 72 million pound winger from Lille, actually scored a world class goal, a pitch of a goal, but um, it was actually ruled off for an offside in the build up. But uh, Arsenal wasn't to be held back for long because um, Aspilicueta, Arsenal go back and attack again. Then Aspilicueta brings down Aubameyang and there's no way the Gabonese shooter is going to miss against Caballero. There's literally no way he's going to miss in the form that he is in. And um, after that, um, basically Chelsea were off. They were done 
everything nothing came off for them um for most of the first half like they were in their own half arsenal pinning them into their own half the second half actually started badly very badly for chelsea um as uh christian pulisic being subbed off at around like the 47th minute after pulling his hamstring while he was taking a shot he was replaced by pedro then as pilicueta goes injured uh replaced by christensen and i yeah my god you can't as in for real you can't you can't replace as pilicueta with christensen i know i know that's like the only option they had but it's a massive drop off in quality Arsenal's second goal was a thing of quality from Aubameyang, from Pepe, from everyone involved in the build-up. Um, Nicolas Pepe steals the ball from the, uh, steals it from the midfield, drives into the box, um, cuts back, plays it on to I think it was Oba or something. Yeah, yeah, plays it up to Oba. Oba stalls, Kakatama defenders, nini nini, then dinks it over. 39-year-old. Cavalier to make it to one, yeah, it was that simple. One thing that actually stood out in the entire game was the poor officiating. Um, Anthony Taylor cannot officiate to save his life. That Kovacic yellow card, it was rather harsh. I go in a yellow card, he had the lightest of touches on Danny Sebaon. I don't know. Either. But it wasn't a it wasn't a bookable offense. Yes, it's a foul, but ah uh, yeah, yeah, the Arsenal midfield actually made a meal of it. And uh didn't actually look like a yellow card to me. Okay, that's that's to me and many people. But I actually saw someone who brought another angle into the game. Um the way Kovacic actually approached the, the the tackle. I think that's what that that's exa- exactly what made um, Anthony Taylor book him for the second time. And um, I'm sorry, but uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a look at that Chelsea were absolutely shafted, completely shafted in that game. Generally, in the entire game, I think we can all agree. And uh, if you're listening, if you're still listening to this far, um, congrats, by the way. Um, overall, we can actually agree. Um, Arsenal are just a better team. Better all round, um, defensively, on attack. Um, they are better than Chelsea, completely. Uh, no doubts about that. And uh, the thing with Chelsea, I think, is they... Um, they are a good team, don't get me wrong. They are a good team. But they rely on um, the individual like uh, star power of a player. Like It's entirely on a player's skill set. They don't have a system. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. They don't have one system. Like You can say um, there's a philosophy that Lampard wants. Like, this is how he wants to play. That every player plays that way. That's, that's one thing that... I haven't seen it chills. Maybe maybe someone has seen, but me personally, no, I haven't seen it at all. So yeah, I think um, that's it. I, I would say more, but um, get to cover other things also. So yeah, that's it on the FA.
World Championship. Now, um, the playoffs are this week. Brentford beats Swansea and uh, uh, Fulham beat Cardiff, um, which is actually poetic because um, London teams in the bigger teams are Wales. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually nice. And uh, we start with Brentford. Uh, Brentford. Brentford, Brentford, Brentford. They have a wonderful stadium. For, uh, first off, uh, which they're actually leaving this season. This that was their final game. This week was their final game at that stadium, uh, Griffin Park. It's actually it's been there since I think 1904. So that's a total of 116 years. Yeah, 116 years a stadium. Uh, 116 years. I actually like those kind of stadiums, those small, the tiny, compact, opponents on ownership. So, Brentford beat Swansea 3-1, uh, courtesy of, um, of uh, Mbemo, uh, I think Ben Rama, no, 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 um, Oli Watkins, then this other player, I don't know, someone else. Then for Swansea, um, Real Brewster scored, but uh, basically hopeless because the three nil down. They're already going home, so yeah. And uh, the Cardiff game, uh, Cardiff actually won the game two one, but lost on the night because uh, Fulham actually uh, actually won the first leg two nil, so tended aggregate three two, so Fulham were. Uh, Managed to get into the final, and if if either okay between Brentford and Fulham, I hope none of them does what um what Fulham did when they came back uh, recently, um Olifka Premier League, then kind of a totally new set of players. That's like one rule of never uh, never do that as a team like coming out into the Premier League, never go and buy. Like an entirely new team that almost never works. Brentford, by the way, um, they play some very nice football. Um, ben Rama, Oli Watkins. It's a it's a very good team. It would be a quality addition to the Premier League if they actually make it. Fulham. Um, okay, I haven't I haven't watched them play this season, but um, hopefully they are more improved than what they what they were like a season or two ago when they're in the Premier League. So either of those teams, anyone that makes it, it's actually a high octane. It's actually a high stakes game. There's so much so much depending on that game. Because um it's actually this week I actually came to know that um the championship uh playoff final is actually the most most expensive game of football. Most expensive game in, uh, in in England and uh, there's so much money involved like in their promotion and demotion and stuff like that so if you lose um, you lose big if you win you also win big so yeah I'll be we might have to keep an eye on that and uh, see how it goes this week we also saw um, Brighton make some very good signings um, First off, starting with um, Adam Lalana from Liverpool, um, the Premier League and Champions League winner, making his move down south. And uh, 
that was only one and uh they actually added joel veltman from ajax which is a very good signing as a as a backup center back and uh center back he can play in the center back or right back position and uh for someone who's 28 that move actually suits brighton to the t suits both parties graham potter has this thing of signing underrated players starting with lana veltman neil mope those are all his players uh, since his days from like um his days when he was managing in sweden or ostersands fk um he signs like players who haven't been given a chance or like who are thought to be past their prime then he brings them up and he actually builds a decent team so i'll be actually looking forward to seeing brighton with their new team because they've actually been linked to ainsley michael niles uh potentially moving to brighton and uh yeah it might be a what well, it's it's worth looking at uh brighton yeah also this week newcastle also in the news for the takeover um Mike Ashley hasn't hasn't been able to sell the team. The Saudi uh, the Saudi consortium actually backed out from the deal, and uh, I think it's because of I read somewhere it's because of like uh, human rights issues. The Amnesty was involved. Uh, Amnesty International was involved. So being sports, every it's 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 just a complicated deal. So the Saudi people have actually backed out. So any thoughts of Newcastle buying Mbappe, those jokes that we made, like Mbappe, Ramos, Van Dijk, every, like Newcastle being able to sign everyone. Yeah, that's down the shit's creek. So, yeah, stop thinking about that. The, the, turns out those Saudi people are actually, actually dodgy people. So, yeah, the League's Owners Association or something of the sort had some issues with them. So, they weren't allowed to actually go through with the purchase of the club. So, to the Newcastle fans, are there any? Are there actually any Newcastle fans in Kenya? I think. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't ever seen any. Anyway, so any thoughts of the takeover? Yeah. No. 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 It's not going through. Eddie Howe decides to part ways with Bournemouth mutually after like what is it? Twelve. Twelve years. After twelve years, yeah, bringing them from the abyss of like almost going into administration like in, from uh, league 2 gaining promotion all the way to the premier league and maintaining it to for like 5 years and now when they went down they decided to part ways um but a lot of credit has to be given to Eddie Howe he's he's been he's been in the team for very long he's managed to pull off some amazing things that most of the coaches would, wouldn't even dream to do. And bringing a team from like 92nd out of 94 English English teams up to the Premier League, it's it's something to behold. Yeah. And uh, enough, I think credit should be given to him. But uh, the way it was going, it was inevitable that uh, they were going to be relegated. They spent so much on midfielders, defenders, strikers, which some deals, most of them didn't work. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was time. They didn't make enough progress to like improve from like uh, 
those years uh, since making it into the Premier League. So it's actually their time. It was it was it was inevitable that they they be relegated and uh, Eddie Howe departs. And uh, I won't be surprised if I see Eddie Howe managing another Premier League team because he has the he has the credentials, he has the pedigree. He's been he's been in management for long enough, and uh, yeah, might might see him in the Premier League again. So Juventus in the Serie A, Juventus won the league um, this weekend. They awarded the trophy, and. Uh, uh, it's it's their ninth 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 title in a row ninth wow okay um at least this season there's been some competition like it's not been a walkthrough for them they've had some tough competition in terms of similar uh, inter milan atalanta napoli lazio but um eventually they couldn't cope with the pressure and uh, they fell off so juventus with the pedigree they won the league again and uh, the thing about Syria, uh, uh, I think a team that surprised me the most, uh, it's Atalanta. Those guys uh, almost scored 100 goals, which hasn't been done in like like almost 70 years. Yeah, so Atalanta, a free scoring team, like almost 98 goals in a season. That's that's never, hasn't been, hasn't been done in recent times. So it's a team worth watching. If if you get a chance to see they're in the Champions League, so you can catch them playing against PSG. This weekend, uh, they played Inter Milan, and uh, I'm surprised actually Inter Milan won comfortably two nil. Yeah, they won two nil, and uh, Ashley Young was among the scorers. He scored a goal, assisted the other. Which brings me to the question. Um, I'm sorry, Man United fans will have to forgive me for this, but I have to ask this question. What is it with Manchester United players when they leave the team, they actually start performing? Ashley Young is 35. He's a wing-back. He's scoring uh, uh, scoring and assisting many goals at Inter Milan. Ashley Young actually has uh, has a proper hairline. Which wasn't seen at Man United for some weird reason. Man's had a very perfect has a perfect hairline. For what reason? No reason. Same to Alexis Sanchez. He has said many countless of times how he has rediscovered his football at Inter Milan. Which makes you think what actually happens at Man United. Um, is it the players, is it the coaches, is it the board, is it what? But um, if you get that, that's like another different story. Uh, that's a totally different story for another day. Another surprise for me has been uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, for a guy who's cocky, he's actually, he's actually decent. For a cocky guy who's like 39 years or turning 39 this year. Uh, he scored 10 goals, assisted 5 goals, like, in the league. So, at that age, that's an impressive record for, like, half a season. You have contributed 15 times in, like, 18 games. It's actually been decent. No, not decent. Decent. Decent doesn't do him justice. He's been amazing. He's been scoring goals, assisting goals. Looks like 
doesn't look like a 39 year old at all at all that's that's Zlatan. the thing with him he talks and he backs it up that that's what makes Zlatan cut about the rest he talks but when he's on the pitch he delivers now he's helped uh, AC Milan like go back to I think they've, they've actually the what is it um Qualified for Europa, that was what I was looking for. Hi, my God, my God, this thing, man. Anyway, um, AC Milan have actually uh, qualified for the Europa, courtesy of Zlatan. So, yeah, people have to respect that guy. In the Formula One this weekend, um, actually didn't watch this, so, but I've caught glimpses and uh, a few highlights of it from Twitter and YouTube. And uh, it was a mad race in like the last last few laps. I did forget for the tire manufacturers Pirelli. Um, everyone seemed to have like a puncture or something. Like the tires were getting the soft, soft was it? The soft tires, yeah. Soft tires looked to be absolutely horrible. Um, Bottas had a problem with his front left tire. Carlos Sainz had a problem with his front left tire. Hamilton had a problem with his front left tire. So it was it wasn't a good watch for like the really but for us fans, yeah. We like that like like that kind of yeah, like that kind of drama. And uh, Hamilton recorded his seventh um British Grand Prix win and uh, it's like a record for home wins for a driver. And uh he made it by like limping, virtually limping into the finish line on a on a with a punctured left front left tire, and uh, left much to be said about the Pirelli, the tire makers. Another thing that caught my eye is um, obviously on Twitter, um, people are calling out drivers for like not kneeling for the Black Lives Matter, and. It actually makes sense. I get why people are actually enraged because these drivers are saying kneeling is too political or doesn't doesn't do much. But they say this, but not offering an alternative. They're not educating people. They're not they're not like signing petitions or something of the sort. Basically, they're not kneeling. They're not doing anything. So them saying kneeling is counterproductive is actually. Is actually not right and then to make it worse there are people who are supporting it on in on social media and stuff like that so um for the drivers it wasn't a good look and uh yeah i think it's high time uh racism is actually something that's uh that's being talked about like in the recent few months so seeing drivers still not understanding the gravity of this matter it's it's really saddening yeah, to say the least. I think that's it for this week. Um, I'd, I'd give you more, but you guys, uh, if if you've actually made it this far, as a shout-outs to you. Real Donies, thank you. And uh, massive shout-out to at It's Just Shaka. Um, she's, she's actually the one who, made, who pushed me to actually start this thing. And... Uh, it's uh, you might check a podcast out. Um, it's called On the Same Boat across all platforms. You can find it, and uh, 
at it's just Shaka on on Instagram. Uh, massive shouts to her. Massive shouts to everyone who has listened to to this podcast this far. Forgive me for my monotone. Uh, it's actually my first time. Um, still nervous about this thing. Don't know how to go about it, but uh, we keep trying, yeah. And um, it's been real. Uh, Blaze is me. Uh, I am Blaze. My God, I think I need to cut that out. What? Anyway, um, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week. Um, make sure you to catch the Champions League. And uh, yeah, hit me up anytime.